0: Oh, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh blood upsets in the month of March. The 12-5 stunners, the 11-over-6 buzzer beaters. But most of the time, what do you get for that? A dash of I told you so at the water cooler. Oh, look at my bracket. I nailed that one. Great. Wouldn't you rather get paid instead? At mybookie.ag, you can and you will. The 12-5 upset when betting with my bookie is a take your girl out to stake dinner winner winner and right now when you sign up for an account my bookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus here just have 50% more why not use promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo at mybookie.ag to activate we're all going to be in office pools and that's fine nobody's going to get the perfect bracket we know that but you can make a killing at tournament time by seeing the big mistake coming and pouncing So let's go, people. MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code ZABE to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Only at MyBookie.ag. Today on the ZABEcast, Andy Poland joins me to talk about the tournament. Past, present, and future. The great moments, the scandals, the big shots, the heartbreaks. There is nothing like March Madness. All that plus the monster trout hauled in in Anaheim. Plus, Andy's perspective on the college admissions scandal. Bonus 1% Zabe is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Ho ho ho! Here we go! Wednesday, March 20th, 2019. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing. And happy spring, everybody. Officially, it's springtime in the Northern Hemisphere. Birds, bees, pollen, grass, bugs, hot cars, short skirts, long days, skipping work early, emergency nine holes of golf. You gotta love it. Before we get to Andy Pollan, the gargantuan bracket is out. That's right. Behold! The Gargantu Bracket. Every year, I cannot thank enough the guy who is responsible for taking my offhanded remark about I want a bracket that's got everything in it, every piece of info you could possibly want, and I want it jammed into a single bracket, the Gargantu Bracket. The man who heard that call is a good friend of mine now by the name of Brad Turner. He lives in Richmond, Virginia. He was a listener of my show back on the Fox Sports Radio days, I believe, out of Richmond. Played baseball with Ryan Zimmerman at the University of Virginia. Brad's baseball career kind of dovetailed from Ryan's career at some point, but that's okay. Brad now has a very successful company called the Tread Companies that actually owns a Variety of different businesses. He is an incredible entrepreneurial mind. He comes with me on our trip to Pinehurst every year. He's the guy that snapped his club on hole number one, day number one, of his very first trip to our tournament, the Malcolm. Took it right between the eyes, or as Kevin Harlan would say, right between the eyes. Had a black eye, was woozy, bleeding, only missed nine holes gutted, maybe not even nine holes, kept going. Earned my respect from that moment on. But anyway, we've become good friends, and he actually went on the trip with us, uh, me and the Goombas, to Scotland last year, and he was great. All the guys love Brad Turner. Brad brings an energy. He brought sort of a Kenny Powers-like ballplayer energy to the trip in Scotland, to the point where, you know, first night in St. Andrews, it's dark out. We get we roll into St. Andrews well past dark after playing wherever we were the previous day, Muirfield. And we're all giddy because there we are at the home of golf. Check into our hotel on the 17th hole. We then start walking up the 17th hole and the 18th hole in the dark with the magnificent and monstrous Royal and Ancient Clubhouse lit up in the distance. It, it's magical if you're a golfer. You have to experience it once in your life. So it's a beautiful Scottish night. Some of the guys were in flip-flops. I think Brad was one of them. And we're walking up the 17th and 18th holes. They're not roped off. You're not going to hurt the ground. It's just hard Scottish turf. The flagstick was still in on 17. They trusted that you weren't going to steal it. There was no cameras around. There was no security. But we were trying to be as respectful as we could. And we get to the little creek that fronts the... 18th T, called the Swillican Burn. A burn, B-U-R-N, burn, is just a Scottish word for creek. And it's a creek that is basically a concrete trough that was about eight feet wide? Six feet wide. Seven feet wide? I'm not sure. Brad decides, in a fit of hopped-up glory, he wants to jump the Swillican burn in pitch black darkness. We were using our phones. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's at least light this up here. It's like, I, I can jump over this. I can jump over this. We're like, oh God, please do not hurt yourself. He goes and takes a flying run at it, clears it the first time, and then starts talking shit like, see, I told you I could. Turns around to go jump at the other direction. And upon landing, his bare feet, because he had taken his flip-flops off, Upon landing, his bare foot slips, and there's an awkward moment where it's like, oh, shit, did he dislocate his – did he blow his knee out or something? Luckily, he didn't, but I don't recommend doing it. It it was really the dumbest thing of the trip, but Brad had that kind of, let's go get it energy, and I like that. Well, that's what Brad brings to the gargantuan bracket. I don't pay him a penny for this effort, and it is a good investment of time probably 12-man hours, even though he's got kind of the template and the formula all dialed in. It's a lot of work researching this stuff. And this year, I guess, ESPN changed where they hid a lot of the rankings and all the other metrics he puts on there. So it took him a little bit longer. But he got it all. And ain't she a beauty, Clark? Look at that bracket. If you don't have the bracket, there's only one way to get it. That is to sign up for my email blast. Go to zabe.com. Look on the right-hand column. It'll say, get the gargantuan bracket here. It'll say, give us your email, and boom, we'll email it to you. Is it a shameless way to build up my mailing list? Of course it is. We're not charging you for it, are we? And if you think I'm spamming you too much, which I'm not going to, unsubscribe at your leisure. Use a burner email if you want to. It doesn't matter. But thank you once again, Brad, your passion your brilliance, your absolute ninja-like wizardry with an Excel spreadsheet, which is what the guts of this is. He puts this all out onto an Excel spreadsheet, is beyond, it's beyond amazing. Thank you, Brad Turner, and congratulate and congratulate you. Thank you, Brad Turner, and you're welcome, people, for the gargantu bracket, 2019. And I know what you're going to say. Pfft. Got the bracket on my phone. Who's printing brackets out anymore? Okay. Well, you know you just go with your phone and click on it and scroll and waiting for it to load. Oh, there's a pop-up. Hold on a second. Let me click out of that. All right. Hmm. God, it doesn't say where this game is going to be on television. I guess I got to punch through to that gargantuan bracket. It's all right there. It's right there. And, yeah, it's tiny type. If you're like me, 50 you got to wear reader glasses. Make sure you have your glasses handy. Or, or, print out the larger two-sided version so you've got one half of the bracket on one side of the paper, one half on the other. It's larger, it's easier to read. Again, you're welcome. And again, Brad, thank you. You are the man. Time to check in with Andy Paul and see what is happening. Hello. Hello, Andrew Paulin. How are you, my friend? I'm good, and you? I'm doing good, man. We got a lot to talk about today: Trout, Harper, tournament, Terps, and I got a bunch of NCAA member wins to run by you. But let's start Nine. with the let's start with the Trout contract. I, for one, had to laugh thinking of Bryce Harper wanting to be the highest paid player in baseball because it lasted all of, what, 10 days, and then it got blown the fuck out of the water by Trout.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you think there was a part of Harper who was thinking, while he's recruiting Trout that Trout would come to Philadelphia for less than what Harper got?
0: If not less, something similar. I Mm -hmm. believe that this is a huge blow to Harper's ego. No matter how much he denies it. The reason it took so long, I think we all agree, is that Harper's deal took so long was that he wanted to be the highest paid guy. Mm -hmm. And he was willing to sentence himself to more years in Philadelphia to get (laughs) that fictional number of the biggest contract. And Trout comes in and they're like, boom.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, also, you know, for the Angels, you're saying to other free agents, this guy ain't going anywhere. So, you know, like the NBA, if you want to jump on board with a guy who's the best player in the game and play for him for him with him for a long time, he's there. So that was part of it. And the other thing was that I think Trout wanted to be a one-team guy. Harper used to talk about it, but it was just talk. And if you look at the greatest players of all time, most of them have spent their entire career with one team.
0: Most of them in baseball. I call them OTOFs, one-team Hall of Famers. Hard to right. do to be an Otoff, but that's what Trout looks like he's going to be. And even though Anaheim is not one with him, they've made one playoff series and they got swept, it, he doesn't seem to care. He's not even with the Dodgers, not even with the marquee team in Southern California. And this whole notion that Har- – I mean, what a rebuke to Harper. Him talking shit and his first presser about bringing guys like Trout to town and then Trout signs there.
1: Wow. <laughs> I'm yeah, kinda, what about Boris too? Oh yeah, got Boris puffing out his chest about making him the highest paid player. Yeah, right. for five minutes.
0: Right, because the whole thinking was, oh, the games changed. They're not giving out these contracts anymore. The economics are different. Wait, what? What? Trout just signed for? Th- oh shit! I guess teams will still pay that money for the right guy. See, Harper has always thought he was in the same league as Trout, and mm-hmm. he's not.
1: No, he no, the, the not. war, the wins above replacement he's the all-time guy
0: yeah trout's war yeah. is sick now part of it they say is that the war does calculate defense in there and harper is a slight minus defensively trout is a plus right. but ev- even still in other regards trout is just better he's yeah. just yeah. better it must burn uh harper's ass now here's the question i've not asked you yet do you mind that harper hasn't thanked the fans of D.C. officially yet and either a full-page ad in the paper or a long Instagram post or anything?
1: Well, you know, I think that's one of those things that if a guy does it from his heart, it's good. But to badger him into doing it and then him finally doing it, forget it. If he doesn't want to do it, that's fine. And this is one of those rare situations where a superstar leaves and the team looks around and goes, eh, we're just as good, maybe better.
0: <laughs> They're definitely shrugging their shoulders. I heard uh, the great Richard Justice on with you and Lovey this past weekend. Yeah. And Richard says this is the best team on paper the Nats have had yet. Period. Right. right. Full stop.
1: Yeah. And, and we were reading between the lines on uh, some of the comments of the players. And one of them was, you know, about hitting the cutoff guy and always hustling. Like, right. there's these veiled you know, kind of rips to Harper that players are now saying, Yeah, we've moved on and and by the way, this guy Soto, he's really, really good. We're not gonna lose a hell of a lot in left field. But
0: but back to your th- but back to the thing about the thank you. I agree that there's no point in badgering him for a thank you that's not in his heart. I want to ask you, don't you think it's bad form on his part? He didn't thank the fans?
1: I guess. And, and maybe, you know, because they're coming here so early in the season, I think it's like April 2nd that they're here. Maybe he's got something special planned. Um, you know, I think, I think it's too late.
0: I think it's too late. I've already said, I yeah. don't want to hear it now because every other athlete that left, like Nick Foles, big thank you to Philadelphia on his way out of town.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he also left with a ring. When well,
0: Harper did not. you left a championship in the case uh, behind as well. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. Antonio Brown thanked Steelers fans. Yeah.
1: I, I he just, also had a ring.
0: I, uh, no, he doesn't. No, in he fact, doesn't? Antonio Brown is part of the do-nothing crew. Him and Le'Veon Bell, they're the yeah. ones that didn't win anything, which is part of why some people in Pittsburgh say, fuck those guys, because yeah. we have other groups and other clusters of guys that have won something. These guys haven't won anything, so... See you later. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Well, I just think Harper is a little bit of a bitch, and I think the not thanking the fans was a little bitch move. I think him insisting on being the highest-paid player was a bitch move, and I'm laughing now because Trout's the guy, and he's not coming there, so uh, fuck Bryce Harper. There, i Well, that's it.
1: that's pretty much all he had to latch on to when he turned up his nose at 10 years, $300 million, because that everybody knew that was just a... Uh, you know, kind of a face-saving move by the Nats. They didn't really have any intention of signing him, I don't think. Right. And when they put that out there, they knew he was going to reject it. And it was like, you know, we're not lowballing him, but we're not going to break the bank for this guy either. So. And you
0: know. on and on top of that, a ton of money was deferred too, or at least a significant amount was deferred. Yeah,
1: I mean, that, that was another great comment that he made. I don't get some of it till I'm sixty years old. What good does that do my family? <laughs>
0: Don't you love how athletes are so out of touch with reality? Does he not know that you can uh, you can call one of those companies that uh, takes structured settlements and turns it into cash now?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, if you really need it. I mean, the best deal ever made was the one that Allen Iverson's agent did with Reebok in that I think Iverson's got to wait till he's 55 to collect another $30 million. Is I that think he true? Knew that yeah, I think and he knew that Iverson would be broke, and here would be this big little uh, bonanza coming to him in midlife.
0: So, well, the Bonilla deal was always lauded as this incredible deal because Bonilla is still getting paid by the New York Mets. Right, However, right. I've seen stories written from sharp-eyed financial people that say, yeah, not really. He would have been better off getting it all up front.
1: Yeah, if, if he were smart to invest it the proper way. And like, and not an hour, to invest it with
0: live. yeah and not to invest it with the Madoffs that would have been no yeah. good
1: yeah yeah right,
0: right. all right yeah. so anyway that's that's it on Harper there let's talk tournament and let's talk about your Terps start with the tournament who's your final four
1: uh, see off the top of my head I think I went pretty chalky though I did put uh, Florida State in there okay and and I've got Kentucky in there so not all all number one seeds. But I do have uh, Duke winning it all.
0: Okay. Are you shorting anybody? You're shorting Gonzaga. You're shorting Virginia.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't think Virginia makes the Final Four. Yeah. And I don't think Gonzaga does either.
0: Okay. And why is that?
1: I just think that, uh, well, to see to see what Gonzaga did in a game that, that really meant something. I mean, I know they beat Duke early in the year when Zion was playing. In Maui. But Duke was, yeah. And, and Duke was, was still trying to find its its way at that point. They played, you know, it's not their fault, but that's the league they're in. They play a, a ridiculously soft schedule. And, you know, to be primed and ready for the tournament, they not only lose to St. Mary's, but they got blown out. So I, I think there's there's lapse possibilities for them there, though they have made the championship game before. So I think that, you know, that, that's there. I know you said 20 years ago, mark my words, they'll be in the Final Four, and by God, they were. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, wait, uh, wait, is that, I, I about,
0: think, is that about Gonzaga? I said that.
1: Yeah, you said it. Yeah, Has, it mark my words, Gonzaga will be in the final four. Have they made the final four? No, they made the championship game one year, and they. Oh lost. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You're right. You're right. My mm-hmm. bad. My bad. My bad. Mm-hmm. That was uh, three years ago, I believe. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was one of their teams. So I was right about that. I was right about blackouts yeah. at FedEx Field, although technically they never blacked out games.
1: No, but, but I was but right nobody, about nobody sellouts. What was coming? I mean, I don't think even you imagined the number of empty seats. Oh,
0: you're taking this away from me now.
1: Well, no, I. You're taking my prediction away. (laughs) I credit you for saying blackout. I don't think you would have expected a half full house for the opening game of the season. No, you're right.
0: You're right. It's it's been worse than that. So those are two things. That I was Nostra Zabus on. Will you? Yeah. Wh- are you ready to buy in to someday there being a four point shot?
1: You know they're they're getting closer to that. <laughs> 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 and, and, you know I I saw Carol Maloney today. And How is the, Carol?
0: What a ray of sunshine! <laughs> former NBC Four sports anchor Carol Maloney.
1: Yeah, she and she's been doing. They did a couple of them over the summer, and they told her they've got another game or two with her. It's a it's a mixed league; it's men and women. And they, what game? Uh, did, what
0: league? They?
1: Yeah, You're that's a vague. good question. Master P is is uh, heading it up. Okay, okay so, slow. All right, I,
0: slow down. Start from the start. Carol Maloney is doing a
1: television anchor.
0: What is she doing?
1: She's doing the play by play of and. She, her, one of her color analysts is Walt Frazier. I mean, that's pretty big stuff. Uh, Master P runs s- some type of a league, and don't ask me exactly the name of it or how it's run, but it involves teams of men and women playing together.
0: Okay? Oh, wow. What, what television is it on? The yeah, internet? That's another
1: good question. It's, okay. It's... They're flying her to Vegas to do a game, though, uh, so it I, must have some legitimacy. So Carol uh, Maloney and, is
0: broadcasting as play-by-play announcer a mixed men's-women's league run by Master P.
1: Yeah. Now, okay. here, here's where your, your four-point shot comes in. We've, we've had to take a wild detour to get there, but thank God we finally arrived. <laughs> um, the the, the uh, men, when they take it from the three-point line and make it, it's a three-point shot. The women, when they take it from that line and make it, it's a four-point shot.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> Here it comes. You can't hold it back. Did you see the? Did you see the uh, the, the shot that Steph Curry made last night?
1: Oh, the sixty-one footer, sixty-five from, footer.
0: Basically, from three-quarters court, he yeah. shoots from basically from the other foul line, almost just beyond it. He Frank. shoots a rainbow jumper that. It had a lot of a lot of push to a lot of heave, but it was still a jump shot type of shot. It was not a baseball pass throw. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. th- and this thing, Andy came down with water on it. It was so high, and he yep. banked it in. He is so fucking unbelievable. Shootatron three thousand, and he's not the only one. They're all getting much better at shooting threes because they're shooting threes in volume. And so at some point, it's only natural you put another line down, make it worth four.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, these are these are now a generation of kids who, like when we were playing at the YMCA, we take a shot like that. They take us out of the game. <laughs> these kids are encouraged to right. shoot the three. Yeah. So they're, they're coming up, at, you know, seven, eight years old, you know, trying to hoist it up there, and it's okay. It's, yeah. it's fine with the coach.
0: How do you feel about your Terps?
1: I. It's uh, so hard to predict. They've had some games where they look great. Like the second half of the Purdue game, they look like they were a Final Four team. Sure. And they've had two games in the last two weeks, three weeks, where they have looked absolutely abysmal. The Penn State game was a disaster. And I didn't – I was traveling, so I didn't see it, but I read about it and saw some of the highlights. The the uh, game against Nebraska was, was embarrassing. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. So – I don't know which team is going to show up. That's the thing.
0: But you're hopeful.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got talent. They got the, Anthony Cowan is a an experienced guard. He's a junior, and they got two big men and Bruno Fernando and Jalen Smith. Both those guys are going to be NBA players. So they have inside and outside. But for some reason, they come out in games and they look like they're not even interested in playing.
0: Speaking of NBA players, have you been following how Kevin Herder has been blowing up in the league?
1: Yeah, that surprises me because I I didn't even think he was an NBA player when I watched him at Maryland.
0: Just a big, Um, dopey-looking white guy, and he can shoot, and boy, that never goes out of style in the NBA. Dwayne Wade exchanged jerseys with him because apparently Herter idolized Wade. He found out about it and said, here, you want my jersey. It was a nice (laughs) moment.
1: I know, yeah. I mean, well, there was a dopey-looking white guy named Bird who did pretty well shooting the ball, too.
0: That's right, and there was a skinny (laughs) white kid from Maryland by the name of Steve Blake who you wouldn't think was an NBA player.
1: Thirteen yeah.
0: years and seventy million dollars later, had a pretty good NBA career.
1: Yeah, he had a good career, and Herder has the opportunity to be, you know, an even better player. Like Blake was a journeyman, Herder may be better than that. Yeah.
0: Well, will it piss you off when both, uh, you know, Sticks Fernandez or I mean Bruno Fernandez mm-hmm. and Jalen Smith, aka Stick Smith, are NBA players and are pretty good, and you don't have anything to show for it under Mark Turgeon?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's a fair thing, and, and uh, I think Feinstein said this. You know, at this point, he's had one Sweet 16 in seven years. He's really got to get another one to get the Maryland fans off his back.
0: Yeah, I think there's definite pressure there. Of course, going back in time in the tournament, the highest of highs was Gary winning the whole thing in 2002 yep. with, with uh, Juan Dixon. The Juan Dixon team wasn't just his best team. It was the most likable maryland team wasn't it andy because it didn't really have other than wilcox it didn't really have stud nba players
1: no no i mean yeah you're right i mean i think i think dixon was like a 17th pick wilcox went like 11 or 12 to the Clippers. but no they were not they stayed together it was almost like a villanova team really is what it was and, um, yeah, they stayed together. Dixon was a fifth year player. He'd read short of the year because of academics. Lonnie Baxter was a guy who came in overweight, made himself into a good player. You know, right. but it was really, it was, it was an image of Gary. It was, it was, it was his team. That was the, that was the kind of team he was going to win with.
0: And they had all the, all the parts fit together just right.
1: Yep. Like they yep. all
0: had some, you know, Wilcox was the big six ten NBA jumping jack in the middle, big rebounder beefy guy, uh, Baxter could play with his back to the basket and had these post moves that were kind of like YMCA post moves. They weren't really yeah. quick, but it was like, God damn it, he did it to us again. Stop him from doing that. Blake was yeah. the ball handler. Dixon was the gunner. Drew Nicholas was a freshman, wasn't he? Uh backup no, guard? No, Nicholas
1: was actually, Nicholas came to Maryland. He saw Juan Dixon, skinny Juan Dixon. He okay. goes, I can beat that guy out. He played behind him for three years. So he was actually a junior on that championship team. Oh, he was? Okay, yeah. All
0: right. So, but he was, he gave him back court depth and then there was a, uh, a there was like a 67 swingman or quickside forward who <laughs> who had a who had one of his exe- had one of his papers leaked on the internet and it was embarrassingly bad and he was a transfer yeah. and i forget his name
1: yeah i think it's Byron Muton yeah byron yeah. muton yeah and that's that's another gary type of story he's been the leading scorer at Tulane right. He comes to maryland he knows he's got to give up his offensive game but he did a lot of the dirty work, and he wound up playing ahead. And Gary didn't have many, but he wound up playing ahead of a guy by the name of Danny Miller, who was a McDonald's All-American. That's right. And Danny Miller transferred before his senior year, which would have been the national championship team, to play at Notre Dame because he knew he was going to be playing behind Mouton. Yeah. But that's that's how they did it. They built a really good team that year.
0: What a great team, and, and really was not one of these loaded teams that now – dominate the Final Four, at least with the big boys like Duke and Kentucky and all that. And, of course, the lowest moment for you and and every Terp fan, and and me as well, because I root alongside you guys not quite as rabidly, was the year before, 2001, when Gary and the Terps had a how-many-point lead over Duke at half?
1: 22-point lead.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. 22-point lead, which had actually been whittled down from something like 28 points. And the halftime interviewer, I forget who it was. (laughs) Armin Katayan asked Gary how do you stop the momentum or or something yeah. like it was a question yeah. about are you concerned about yeah. how the half ended and what was Gary's response in a nutshell
1: you see the scoreboard there. <laughs> We're up eleven points, <laughs> but you, you could feel it. I mean, it was like a, it was like you're driving along and you're hearing your back tire flop on the pavement. And you go, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much, you know. And and they that was the same year. Hold on, wait was it they,
0: was the halftime lead eleven and the high. In the first half was twenty-two. I thought was, the high
1: 22. was twenty-two in the first half, and they were okay. up eleven at halftime.
0: All right, yeah, he cut it to eleven, close. and Gary took umbrage, like saying, "Hey, we're up eleven. We're doing pretty good." It was his way yeah. of trying to get back the narrative of, "Hey, fuck, we're not choking this away. All right, we're doing fine." Yeah,
1: yeah. But well.
0: but you're right. It, it was like it was like robbing a bank. You got a trunk full of nothing but hundred dollar bills. You're flying down the highway, and it's eerily quiet. And you're saying, "I don't hear any sirens." Do you hear any sirens? And you're like, holy shit, I think we're going to get away with this. And then over the next crest, you see this row of cop cars with their lights on. You're like, fuck. Yeah. And then, of course, the fifth foul on Lonnie Baxter that year was the most bogus, bullshit, unbelievable phantom foul that really helped sink the Terps, and they go on to lose that game. Bitter, bitter pill.
1: Yeah, but also, you got to remember that year, they were up. Ten points with fifty seconds, fifty four seconds to go at home. That's and right. Blake fouls out. He's their point guard. And they gotta play Drew Nicholas at the point, and he's not really a point guard. And Duke gets a couple of steals, hits a couple of threes, game goes to overtime, they lose. Blue blew a ten point lead with fifty four seconds to go at home. The next day is the Super Bowl in Tampa. And Gary Williams is, of course, great friends with Steve Bashotti, the owner of the Ravens, who were playing the Giants that year in the Super Bowl. So the next morning, Gary gets on Bashotti's private plane. They go down to the Super Bowl. They're sitting in one of those corporate tents. And Gary hears behind him, Gary, Gary, how'd you blow that game last night? And in fact, it was Tampa resident Dick Vitale there to make Gary feel good. (laughs) <laughs> he was trying to forget yeah. a nightmare.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot, Dick. Yeah, he was not yeah. happy about that. Uh, but that, yeah. you know, that, and that's this this tournament. I love it as much as I have ever loved it, and that's a hard thing, Andy. When you're like me, and you and I are grizzled vets in the biz, everything fades over time. Nothing is as special as it once was. I still love this thing as much. It's I think better. you it's like better. it better.
1: Well, as a consumer, it's better because now they put it on all these different channels. Remember the frustration of being at the mercy of whoever was oh. at the controls for CBS?
0: Oh, I uh, I told the story today on my local show. I said, one year, and for my listeners who aren't from D.C., this is a true story. Uh, for one year, Maryland and Georgetown caught each other in the Sweet 16. Yep. This was huge news because Maryland and Georgetown had not played despite their proximity of 11 miles as the crow flies between campuses for something like 20 years because of a dispute going back to who owes who a home game between Gary and then coach John Thompson, right? Right. So this yep. is the great cold war of the DMV amongst battleship college basketball programs and oh, they're meeting in the Sweet 16. We're all hunkered in ready to watch, but at the time CBS still had this archaic policy of we're not going to leave a close game in another region no matter what. So the DMV on our WUSA Channel 9 affiliate didn't go to the Terps and the Hoyas to start the game. They only gave us periodic look-ins for the first 10 minutes of the game, a full quarter of the entire game itself. An absolute yeah. outrage. And for those of us that had satellite and had bought the Mega March Madness package for sixty-nine ninety-five, we too got fucked because they bowed to the local affiliates and blacked out that game on the satellite. Oh, oh god. Remember yeah, the remember bad. the remember the time when I had just started with you about two thousand that Channel Nine was running late on championship night and they instead of playing one shining moment went right to news. And I came yeah. in the next day, and I was <laughs> spitting fire, and I wanted to call the newsroom and chew them out. Remember that?
1: Yeah, well, that's when uh, Jess Atkinson was there. And I think I think we tried to get him on the air. We had him on the air, and it was like, you know, stop my call. You know, it wasn't my job. You know?
0: <laughs> I think they played it the next day. And even though, the, I'm trying to think, the internet, of course, was around back then, but yeah. they didn't really put a lot of, well, YouTube hadn't been invented. so. Right where would you go get a three-minute video montage on the internet nowadays one shining moment it's pretty much up there yeah. right away you can you can miss it I used to always stay up and make sure to record it and want to save them yeah, yeah. are you yeah. still down with a one shining moment or is it jump the sharks yeah
1: you? I mean it, it it's okay I, I you, but the, the, there's so many great highlight packages anyway and you know then one year they they messed with the song and they had somebody like singing it in a studio and well they had
0: they had of course they had luther vandross do it they also had uh who was the other one uh
1: luther wasn't the original was he wasn't no this guy michael
0: this guy michael barrett wrote it and his original one sustained for a long time but they had luther do one they had uh i believe they had uh jennifer hudson do it once
1: that's the one she was in the studio we don't want to see you sing we want to see highlights i
0: know exactly (laughs) yeah i'm at the point where if you got another song you want to play i know it's blasphemous Mm -hmm. i just want a good montage at the end of the tournament that's all i want oh there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh blood upsets in the month of march the 12-5 stunners the 11 over 6 buzzer beaters but most of the time what do you get for that A dash of I told you so at the water cooler. Oh, look at my bracket. I nailed that one. Great. Wouldn't you rather get paid instead? At mybookie.ag, you can and you will. The 12-5 upset when betting with my bookie is a take your girl out to steak dinner winner winner. And right now, when you sign up for an account, MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Here, just have 50% more. Why not? Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at MyBookie.ag to activate. We're all going to be in office pools, and that's fine. Nobody's going to get the perfect bracket. We know that. But you can make a killing at tournament time by seeing the big mistake coming and pouncing. So let's go, people! My bookie will match your deposit with a fifty percent bonus. Use promo code Zabe to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Only at mybookie.ag.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you get that soft, you know, Jim Nance intro, and now is <laughs> as, as our tradition: one shining, shining moment, moment. Yes. Uh,
0: remember, remember when Mateen Cleaves came out on crutches just to watch yeah. it on the jumbotron <laughs> for Michigan State?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was you know as many times as Michigan State's been in, that's the only time they won.
0: Yeah, and you know, and under everyone's so
1: I mean, and everyone with magic,
0: and everyone's belly aching about their seeding this year versus Duke, and I had to remind people these assholes haven't been out of the first weekend in three years, so stop right. bitching about a matchup that may never happen for a team that is underachieved for the last three years. I don't want to hear. it. Right. Okay, let's uh, let's play some member wins. Uh, member win. Oh, well, let me start with this. You know this story. I know this story. Many of my Milwaukee listeners know this story, but many may not. The year was 1970, and the headline says, Marquette Snubs NCAA Tournament. Wait, what? I thought it was the tournament would snub. You're telling me Marquette snubbed the tournament? Yes, they did. Al McGuire, at the time, didn't like where they had placed Marquette Regionally, and decided instead to go to the NIT. Yep, this was unprecedented, and at the time there was 15 conference champs in the NCAA, and they invited 10 at large. 25. What a weird number, Andy.
1: Well, you had you had buys too. Um, right. They had this. They had this when they before they went to 64 that there were 48 teams. So you used to have first round buys. I mean, basically the whole thing was set up for UCLA to win it every year. (laughs) That's the way it worked in those days. Was it really? Well, you know, a lot of times to get to the final four and they didn't even call it that. then the national semifinals, UCLA would win two games out west. They weren't necessarily at Pauley Pavilion, but they didn't have to go very far. Right. So right, right. that was part of it, and um, it just—it just was a—you know—it just wasn't as big a deal. That's really what it what it came down to. I think I think when the NCAA tournament really took off it was 1972, when they put it on Monday night for the first time, and Bill Walton was I think 22 of 23. Right. It's just an incredible performance. So when the country got to see that, it used to be like they would have it Saturday afternoon, and you know it was one of those things <laughs> like a baseball game. If it's on, you're gonna watch. It. But it became appointment viewing when they put it on Monday night, and that's when that's when I think the the uh, the Final Four really you know got going.
0: The Associated Press says Marquette University ranked number eight in the nation turned down the bid and decided to go to the NIT in a dispute over its placement in the Midwest regional.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there wasn't as so much money, you know, they didn't the money difference. Now, you know, you say, well, what if you win the NIT to get more money than if you go out in the first round of the NCAA? No, it's all about getting to the NCAAs.
0: Yeah. Uh, and now, and now look at it. Here, here's, what's also amazing about the tournament and I've come to accept the first four, these two games tonight and these two games tomorrow night. What's amazing is this, two things. When Belmont, who was really on the bubble because they fucked up their conference tournament, when -hmm. they were named as one of the play-in teams, they went crazy, Andy. They went crazy, which means they don't care that they're at the virtual card table at Thanksgiving dinner with the family over there at the dining room table. They're just happy they're in. Yeah, yeah. That's right, incredible. Right. And then watching the first game tonight, after Fairleigh Dickinson won, the coach is giving a speech to the sideline reporter like he had just won an Academy Award. All my glory <laughs> goes to my staff and my players. We're just so proud of this moment. And, like, he pumps his fist, hands it off to his player, and walks away. And the kid was yeah. totally over the moon. Andy, this is a first-round fucking game. That's yeah, but it's Fairleigh
1: Dickinson. M-
0: That's I know, like when I say that, I say that in admiration. This is the magic of the tournament. They can take a sow's ear and make a silk purse out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's the, the reason that this is so good, and it's amazing with these play-in games, it really does, hasn't seemed to hurt it, but this is all about the office pool. It's all about the bracket. This, it, most people are watching college basketball for the first time this year in these next two days, next True. three days.
0: But even if you, you don't know. have a bracket, because my mom watches this and she does not, I don't think fill out a bracket unless she's some high yeah. stakes unless she's in the high stakes pool out in Arizona. I have no idea about. I think she likes it because she likes the emotion. She likes the yeah. youthful emotion of the kids and the fans and the and the and the students with their faces painted and all that yeah. shit. It's good. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's what we need in this world of crass commercialization of our
1: sports, right? <laughs> Well, oh yeah. Well, did you did you hear Dick Vital call it a cesspool? the guy who has attached himself to every sponsor that has ever put a commercial on with the Final Four. I mean, come on. Did did you hear that his comments?
0: I I read his piece. It was an interview for Esquire magazine. Yeah. And yeah. he called it a cesspool and said, "Hey, these guys should get paid." And yeah. I just I just said, Well, there goes another one. I know guys like Billis say they should get paid, but that's more of a posturing thing. Like, you can't, once you start going down the paid route, I ask questions like, so can you trade players then? Can you cut players? How many year contract? How many years are you have to be around? Because like once you make them pros, even for a nominal amount, then you have all these other things you have to attach to it. Pro players don't have the freedom of college players.
1: He, he's saying that if if, if you started paying them, you wouldn't have all these scandals. What an idiot. You'd if have if, more if, if, scandals. If, yeah, if the pay was 50000 how much do you think the Duke boosters would pay Zion Williamson to go there? $500,000. Right. You right. Know? <laughs> it's ridiculous.
0: And, and for a guy like Zion, he would come in with a contract in hand and endorsements in hand, Right. Yep. And he may not live up to it. Now, he has lived up to it and then some, which is great and good for him. But imagine what a clusterfuck it would be for the next Zion Williamson who comes in and sucks and is an asshole and is not playing hard but is rolling around campus in his bends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just yeah. a recipe for this thing falling apart. Okay, some more member wins. college basketball. Remember when it was fun to hate Billy Packer calling the game? Yeah. Do you miss Billy yep. Packer?
1: I do miss Billy Packer. Um, I, I think I, I, I always like Raftery, and, and, you know, Grand Hill's okay. So I, I don't I – don't, but, but Packer Packer just had sort of that rhythm of the game to him. Like it just sounded right. Nance and Packer, Nance and Mus, uh, Musburger and Packer. Right. It just, it just worked. And it's one of those things where you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. And I, I kind of do miss him.
0: He was, he was kind of the aloof, condescending, anti-Vital. He was yeah. the non-cheerleader. He was there to try to actually analyze what was going on in the game. Uh, yeah. Remember the paper office pool. Do you still fill out a paper office pool?
1: No, uh, that, that finally has ended. Uh, Samantha runs our family pool. so Is that I,
0: still I going put- strong?
1: Oh yeah. Well, actually, nice. it's expanded because, much like the field of the NCAA tournament, because both of my kids have significant others now, so they participated.
0: <laughs> that's that's awesome. And the winner gets to pick where to go to dinner, right?
1: Yeah, and that doesn't work out for me because I always have to pick up the check. But yes, that's that's uh, how the winner is. <laughs> you you know what you
0: need, Andy? Is you need a Poland Family Trophy for yeah. your for your pool. Uh, yeah. Remember when they remember when they started monkeying around with the names of things? Like they would call. The regions by the name of the city that yeah. they were in: the Albuquerque yep. region, the or Tampa the region, and then they had the pod system where they would just they would take a chunk of games and yeah. say, "We're here in Hartford for round one of the West Regional." The wait, yep. what? And yep. then remember when they started calling these play-in games the first round?
1: Yeah, yeah the first four. Yeah.
0: No, no, they called it the first round.
1: Oh, and, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah.
0: and then, come Thursday, they'd say, welcome to second-round games here yeah, in Greensboro. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? They've gone what away did I from, miss? They've <laughs> gone away from that. They finally figured out that was stupid. Just like last year, they had the disastrous alphabetical rollout of the brackets. Yeah. They said, that sucks. And they trimmed it back to an hour, and they got right to the brackets this year. Perfect. Did you notice that?
1: It was perfect. Thirty-six. Yeah. Did you see on YouTube, somebody posted this. It was 1994, so it's 25 years ago that they got this whole shebang done in half an hour? Did I don't doubt it.
0: I yeah. don't, they, they don't doubt it. And and that was when you had to jot down. The, oh, yeah. You had to get your own paper. Like, I don't even know where we, oh, you would get the bracket out of the paper, right? The newspaper right, right. would print a blank bracket. You'd yep. cut it out. And as the names were on the TV, you'd quickly write them down. You mm-hmm. might've had a VCR in 94. To go ahead and record and, the, yeah. and pause but we didn't have dvrs back then and the internet didn't exist
1: so right. if you yeah, want no, to look, you, you, yeah <laughs> you, you got the paper you got the paper in the morning and you looked at oh yeah that's right yeah and then and then you would get you wouldn't get the times till later in the day you know like how am i going to plan out my week what if maryland's playing in the afternoon what am i going to do and they give you the times right away now too
0: do you think it'll ever go to 128 i hope not i hope not I, either
1: I, uh, I think that would be that would be just just way too much. It, it and, would and, break and it,
0: it, wouldn't it? It would break the yeah, whole thing.
1: Well, well. Also, you know, then then what you, well, what do you do for those two hours that ESPN has after the brackets come out? Because a lot of that is the airing of the grievances. And Billis Billis said something very smart during the broadcast on, on Sunday night. He said, this tournament is idiot-proof. Yes, he, said, he did. <laughs> we, we, we spend two days whining about it, and then the games start, and everybody forgets about it.
0: Right, and, and he, he was kind enough to not point out that there have been many idiots who have tried to climb and summit Mount Idiot and ruin this thing, yep. and they've all died doing it, because it is idiot-proof. Exactly. And this was, yep. the, this was the least controversial year I can recall.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think there are right to some extent about Michigan State being in the same region as Duke, but but yeah, in terms I mean, of teams
0: things. left out, no one's yeah. crying for UNC Greensboro.
1: Although, did you hear who cried the loudest?
0: Deborah Yao at North yeah. Carolina State. To which I say, fuck her and the horse she rode in on. <laughs> that that woman is not a good person. So good for her. Yeah, and she you know, tried to get us fired. Remember I know that. I know. I remember it well. She failed at that, too. Like she's been failing at being an AD for quite some time. Hi, Debbie. Mm -hmm. How are you, if you're listening to this? (laughs) Enjoy the NIT. Okay. (laughs) Let's get to the story that I did think of you when it broke, because you've got two kids who have successfully gone to major universities, graduated on time, and are thriving in the adult world. That'd be your son, And your daughter, your daughter first went to Wisconsin and your son went to Indiana. And then this admission scandal bombshell broke. And I thought, I can't wait to hear Andy's thoughts on parents (laughs) buying, buying their kids into college.
1: Well, you know, there's there's many ways to look at this. First of all, the the fraud of athletics—that's ridiculous. I mean, that's that Felicity Huffman and uh, Aunt Becky. That was just photographing
0: their daughter on a rowing machine in the gym, saying yes, she's on crew.
1: Yeah. However, however, uh, having grown up uh, in Chevy Chase, uh, I did. Take a—I don't know if it helped me at all—but I did take an SAT prep course. Um, my children, who grew up even more affluent than I, uh, <laughs> got private SAT tutoring. How much that helped them, I don't know. But they got into colleges. They enjoyed. What do you, mean? What do you mean you to, don't?
0: What do you mean you don't know? Surely you I, I, knew that they would improved their score. I went from, I think, a ten fifty to a twelve sixty in the SAT after oh, taking a prep course. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I oh. did. I remember going to it on Saturdays in Bethesda, and I hated it. I was like, Ugh, "Saturday, got to go to this mm. SAT prep course," but it worked. They coach you up on how to ace the test, or at least improve on it.
1: Yeah, well, you did a lot better than I did. I I think I was your first score there, somewhere around there. I didn't I didn't tickle the twelves. But at did all. you
0: did you uh, did you improve though after your?
1: I I don't know. I mean, I took it. I think I took it twice or three times, and. Um... You know, it wasn't as big a deal then. You know, for the University of Maryland, I've talked to people my age. Maryland's very tough to get into now, uh, but when I was in high school, I was told that they came to the cafeteria and they signed you up, and if you had a C average, you were in. Jesus. So, so it wasn't it wasn't like it is now, where you know kids start fretting about it like their junior year and and their senior year. They're just right. an absolute you know, basket case trying to get in. So th- there's that. But but I think, you know, the aff- the affluence of people has always helped kids get into college. It's the fraud with the athletics that's really bad. The Post did a huge story on the Georgetown tennis coach who, and I was talking to Gene Wong of The Post today who covers Georgetown athletics. I said, what did a guy like that make? He said probably about $80,000 a year. They said he took $2.7 million in bribes to get kids in who weren't necessarily qualified to play tennis at that level. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he thought no one's going to find out about this.
1: Yeah. Well, he he got out of town. There, there was some like investigation. So they put him on leave and now he's the coach at Rhode Island. I guess he's on leave there now, but Georgetown gave him a recommendation to go there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great coach. I tell you what, really gets these tennis (laughs) players in what, what I don't understand is a lot of people said, look, For the rich and the wealthy, like Felicity Huffman, Lori Laughlin, instead of committing a crime to get your kids into school, just donate money. That's perfectly legal. Like, why would you go commit a crime? Just call USC and say, look, I hear you need uh, a new bike path. Here's 200 (laughs) grand. And by the way, my daughter's going to apply. Also, you know, her daughter, this girl, Olivia Jade. Oh, (laughs) gosh. She's got. A I want to say a million dollar YouTube business. Like right. she's a star. She's got endorsements, or at least she had. She's lost at least one of them. Why does she need to get into college?
1: No, it wasn't for her. It was for the mom. That was that because, was the status thing. Right. Yeah. She wants to she sits in her coffee clutch. She says, Oh yes, my daughters are going to USC film school. You know,
0: and you and, and, and I guess as a parent, you can't stomach the thought of saying to your friends, Oh, Olivia Jade's not going to college. She's already got a thriving YouTube business. She doesn't need to go to college. She's going to make millions of dollars without worrying about that stuff. That mm-hmm. is seen think, as some kind of social embarrassment?
1: I, I suppose. I mean, why else would you do it? I don't I mean, know.
0: It, it, I guess that's it, it. I'm trying to get because, my head around it.
1: In, in the Instagram video that I saw of the daughter, she was saying she didn't even really like
0: school. <laughs> she said, uh, I'm not I'm parties, game days. Yeah. School, yeah, game I'm not day. really into school. Yeah, right. So, say this about get it. say this about Lori Loughlin, smoke <laughs> show.
1: Yeah, tell, oh yeah. Tell
0: it, me you don't think she's one of the milfiest milfs that ever roamed the earth. She
1: is fine, Andy. Fine. Well, well. I, when when Samantha was a little girl, she used to like to watch that show because of Michelle, the little girl. Right. And so I would watch alongside for other reasons. And you'd watch.
0: <laughs> you'd suffer along to see Aunt Becky. In Full House.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And of course, Mickelson used the same guy, but claims. Oh, oh of course. Uh, on the up and up. I Do you believe that?
1: Well, look, hasn't he been caught with his pants down on some of his gambling stuff before? Oh, yeah,
0: totally. Like, I think yeah. anyone using, like, his excuse was, we used him, but only to help navigate the complexities of applying for college. I'm oh, yeah, sorry, like, Andy. You, yeah. Don't yeah. don't you think weren't you and Arlene able to navigate applying for college just fine?
1: Yeah, not only that, I did it on my own. My parents really were not involved at all. So, <laughs> you know, is it that more complicated now that you've got to hire an expert to do it? No.
0: Get an application, fill it out, when they say you need yep. an essay, you need this, list your extracurriculars, yeah. do it, get your SAT scores, submit them, and we'll get back to you. There, right. boom, college applied yep. to.
1: Right, and and usually a school has somebody who serves in that capacity to help you if you need it, right? Yeah. Counselor. Yeah, I
0: hear you. All right, Andy, yeah. anything else you want to add before we're done today?
1: No, I think we've uh, covered quite a bit. Oh, did you want to uh, talk about the uh, the Redskins and uh, this report that was put out by a member of the station that I do work for?
0: Yes, I heard that uh, your boy Eric Pickle in the mornings mm-hmm. on the Sports Junkies said that Jay Gruden is not being consulted on any of these moves. It's a total Bruce and Dan show, with a little bit of help of sidecar Doug, <laughs> and and that Jay is extremely frustrated because they've got all these needs and they blew all their cash on a safety.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's what Bickle said was that Jay Gruden found out about the Landon Collins signing. By text from a reporter. That's not good.
0: <laughs> uh, a, I believe EB's report, 1,000%. Yeah,
1: yeah. Any organiza- other organization, you go, eh, I don't know. This one, absolutely.
0: And what kills me is that they just signed this lineman, Eric Flowers, who oh. is flat fucking terrible, Andy. He makes Shar ordonish look like <laughs> Joe Thomas. That's an inside Redskin reference very few people will get, but he was a shitty lineman from back in the day. You're telling me a lineman that was so bad the Giants cut him in week five of this year and who the Jaguars cut this offseason. We're going to shine him up and put him to good use. Get the fuck out of here.
1: You and I have worked with enough ex-athletes to know that there's sort of an unwritten rule that they never criticize anybody that they played with. And Jeff Schwartz, who was working for, I guess, the NFL Network, yes, basically said, this guy quit. Like, he, he, he stopped playing. And, and, and he was the ninth pick of the draft. And the Giants quickly benched him, tried to trade him. When they couldn't do it, they cut him. And the only one who was interested in picking him up was the guy who drafted him, Tom Coughlin, in Jacksonville. And they were terrible. Yeah, Other but we're gonna today, but we're gonna
0: move him. We're gonna move him to guard.
1: Oh, that'll work. Sure. I mean, and we obviously not- proved versatility. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. He can suck at any point along the line. He's very versatile. Yeah. And yeah, we're, we're gonna pay him four million dollars for one year. Right.
1: The fuck? And, and George Costanza should be coaching this team because now it's full of quitters. Rogers Komardi was was a quitter last year in Oakland, right? And now all of a sudden he's he's back. And we're so. keep,
0: we're keeping Mason Foster, who openly ripped the team or did it on Instagram, got ratted out by a fan. That's not yeah. good. He's a defensive captain. You got uh, Josh Norman's coming back. I guess he too was at wit's end with the team and the coaching staff. He's going to be on it. You know, Case Keenum is a half-baked idea. DRC is a half-baked idea. Adrian Peterson is just, well, maybe he'll do what he did again, half-baked idea. We're going to suck, and I'm happy about that because that's what I want. But here's what scares me, Andy. I think they think they're not going to suck. I think they think these are all plausibly decent moves, and that frightens me.
1: That there's that, and then they've got the backstop of if they do suck, then you got another year about this time where oh, Alex Smith looks really good. Yeah, he's he's coming back. Oh, so I know we had a bad sa- quarterback situation last year, but we're going to be good in 2020. Believe me.
0: And for fuck's sake, that better not happen. There is the. I'm get. <laughs> God bless Alex. Go off into retirement. I want to win two games and draft Tua Tagliavilla. Or wow. Tonga Violoa. And if not him, Jake from Mama um, 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 uh, And if not him, Justin Herbert from Oregon. One of the three. All we need to do is to lose, is to win no more than four games. We'll get one of those three guys. Now we're in business.
1: Can you imagine what that stadium will look like for a season ending game with like two wins?
0: <laughs> I mean, it'll be bad. <laughs> I might have to, if that's the case, if we're sitting on two wins. In week 17, I'll go to that game, Andy. I will go to that game with a sign that says, Tua, welcome home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll kind of be like the, uh, the famous Santa Claus game in Philadelphia, where the fans were not angry that the Eagles were losing. They were angry about a win. You, right. you know the story of that, Pat? because because they, uh, if they'd have lost one more, they'd have been able to draft OJ Simpson. But because they won an extra game, Buffalo had the worst record, so they were pissed off about that. And how does Santa Claus
0: uh, work into it? You said the Santa Claus game.
1: Yeah, well, the famous, the the, the booing of Santa Claus and hitting him with a snowball, that was a season-ending game for the Eagles where they were out of the O.J. Simpson sweepstakes, and it was so bad Santa Claus didn't show up, so they took a guy out of the stands who was wearing a Santa Claus costume and had him walk across the field.
0: It was a bad Santa, that's why he was booed, and secondly, they were mad that they were winning when they should have been losing. Exactly. That's that's what Philly fans say is their excuse. I say they're just savages. That's why they booed Santa Claus. Belmont 37 and uh, Temple 31 at half, Andy. I'll let you scout the second half because the winner comes for your Terps in round one. And we will talk to you next week, brother. Thanks. All right. Very good. See you, bud. All
1: right. I'll see you.
0: Let's end on this today. A winner of a $120,000 photography prize has reportedly staged a photo of the Vietnamese mother and her child that helped him win that huge prize. Hamdan International Photography Award, HIPAA, named Malaysian photographer Edwin Ong Wee Kee as their winner of the 2019 contest, earning him the $120,000 grand prize. However, behind-the-scenes photos of the Vietnam shoot, which depicts a mother carrying two children that have been shared on social media, are now raising questions about whether the picture was truly award-worthy and whether or not it was, quote, staged. The the behind-the-scenes photos show about a dozen other photogs just feet from the mother and her children shooting an almost exactly similar picture. The photographer refutes the unplanned claims. uh, Or excuse me, the the photographer stands by his work and says that uh, the photo was unplanned. Now, is unplanned different than not staged? What degree of staging counts as, hey, wait a minute, that's not a real picture? It is a photography award, not a photojournalism award. And those things are two very different things. Photography is just taking good images. Photojournalism is documenting things that happened on their own without your interference by way of photography. Big difference. So since it's not a photojournalism award, I don't see how they can take this away from the guy. Plus, I'll just give you one thing that I learned on various trips with buddies and family and uh, these trips I took with listeners to various places, Africa, Jamaica, you name it. Good photography, especially for most of us that are just civilians, whether it's with your family or a group or whomever. Good photography is essentially telling people in a very persistent but pleasant way to do things that they otherwise would not want to do. In fact, I think I told you guys this on the ZabeCast cast. After I came back from Africa. That's all it is. Turn this way. Wait, come back over here. Out of the light? Okay, hold on a second. Take your purse off. Okay, good. Now you look good. All right, ready? Bing, bang, boom, snap. If this mother and her child or her children, looking as haggard and desperate as they did, if, if they were just told, could you turn this way and then click? I don't see how you can knock the guy for that. That's just photography. It's not photojournalism. And he won the prize. I just can't wait for somebody to say, "How dare you accept such a huge prize without feeling guilty for this poor refugee mom and her kids? Shouldn't you give some of that money to her?" Or as I like to say, it's the L2can principle of "How dare you take that huge first place prize without tipping the person who helped make it happen, your caddy, 10%. Give them, them $12,000 of that, full 10% of that first prize. Otherwise, you're an awful person. That'll do it for today. Download, subscribe, comment, like, feedback. I love it. Tell three friends. Get the ZabeCast app. It's quite handy. Subscribe to Premium every Friday. Zabe.com slash premium is how you do it. Email me at zabe at yahoo.com any old time you like. Now get your cupcakes paid to your office secretary and get that bracket finished. And we will see you next time. Oh, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh blood upsets in the month of March. The 125 stunners, the eleven over six buzzer beaters. But most of the time, what do you get for that? A dash of I told you so at the water cooler. Oh, look at my bracket. I nailed that one. Great. Wouldn't you rather get paid instead? At mybookie.ag. You can and you will. The 125 upset when betting with my bookie is a take your girl out to steak dinner winner winner. And right now, when you sign up for an account, MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Here, just have 50% more. Why not? Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at MyBookie.ag to activate. We're all going to be in office pools, and that's fine. Nobody's going to get the perfect bracket. We know that. But you can make a killing at tournament time by seeing the big mistake coming and pouncing. So let's go people, MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code ZABE to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Only at MyBookie.ag.